Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa, two-time Super Bowl champion, Carl Banks. And uh, I still can't believe what happened on Sunday night. Speaking of belief, uh, <laughs> with the Giants getting smoked by the Cowboys, 40 to nothing. Uh, we've had a chance to digest it a little bit, Carl. Um how surprised are you still by what we saw on the field on Sunday night? Well, it just it was bad, Bobby, and there's really no no way to sugarcoat it. Um they were outmatched um from start to finish, meaning they just couldn't execute. Um not that and this is not a slight of Dak Prescott, but he just had to manage the game because they had everybody else did the work for him. You know, he just had to go out there and not make a mistake. And, you know, so you don't know. I mean, Dak Prescott didn't light the, the stat sheets up, but he didn't have to. It's like, hey, I'm in cruise control now. I'm in the fast lane and things are moving fast. So I'm going to just hit the cruise button and go 75 with the rest of the flow of traffic. I don't have to do anything exceptional. Um, but, you know, obviously the – the area that is most concerning is the offensive line. Um, are they this bad? Um, are Is Dallas that good? Or is it somewhere in between? You're only judged by the game that you just played, right? And you're that mm-hmm. bad. Um, and if you think you're not that bad, you're going to have to prove it week in and week out now. Um, I personally think they just, they have to play better. Uh, I don't think they're trash, um, but they've got to play a lot better. Be, the reason being, if you could chalk this up, if they had, let's just say they had a couple good games and they were very productive and then they ran into a buzzsaw that's the Dallas Cowboys. Then you say, okay, well, Dallas is just that good. Dallas does this to everybody. But the problem with having Dallas is the first game and having that level of performance, that means every single team is going to try to replicate Dallas. Now, there ain't, there's the Philadelphia Eagles, there's the Dallas Cowboys, and they're the 49. Those guys get after you, right? Sure. But what you have to deal with now are a bunch of wannabes. And they're going to try to make their rep and they're going to try to make their name by destroying your pass protection. Oh, and by the way, Arizona had six sacks last week. Case in point. Now, their coach comes from Philadelphia, so they understand the Giants. But the the the... Journey right now just got harder because it didn't look competitive from an offensive standpoint. The first drive, you did a lot of good things. And then I had questions, and I had questions throughout the game. Why didn't you go back to that? You know, I know a lot of the the um, Coaches and coordinators in this league, they come to the game with a script of plays that they want to run. Sure. And I've always questioned this. 
is if something's running, something's going well, do, do you have to wait until you get through the script to run it again? Or can you just say, just keep running this? And, you know, I've talked to the uh, Coach Dable. He said they, they get back to plays on their script. It just didn't look that way. Like, I'm like, well, you had a really good first drive. Then you come back and you start passing the ball. Uh, yeah, it was quick, right? Yeah. Was it I'm like, quick? you had some things going on that were, were working. You were moving. So, but that is what it, that we'll get those answers soon. The thing that I am interested in seeing is how this team will bounce back. And I think Saquon Barkley in his post game said it best. Like the league's not going to have any sympathy for you. So don't come in here with a pity party. You know, you made the bed fight out of it. You know, this is what it is now. Um, but this offensive line just invited. They had, they just sent out invitations to every defensive front in football to come and party with them because until they stop it, everybody's going to try to make a rap against you. Now, here's right. the other residual effect of that your quarterback got hit a lot, his judgment was impaired. Even when when he wasn't getting hit, his decision-making was impaired. Now, that's dangerous, too, because you don't want to be the quarterback that says, that that teams say, hey, you hit him a little bit and you start getting pressure around him, he's going to panic and he's going to make some bad decisions. Or he falls apart, he'll miss his reads. That you can't do either. And so all of these things have just landed in the Giants offensive meeting room. You've got to self-evaluate your Daniel Jones, right? Now you got the corrections you got to make, and you got like, yep, mm-hmm, I missed that one. Yep, underthrew that one. Um, yeah, I was getting hit on that one, but I could have made a better throw. Oh, I shouldn't have thrown that as I was going out of bounds. And then you got offensive linemen saying, well, shit, we could have had this play if we'd have blocked this guy (laughs) or we turned the guy loose when I'm trying to get to the second level and the guy in front of me just runs right by me. All of those things. Alex, what's the rush to get to the second level if you're not going to block the first level? Yeah, get get your running back a chance. And then he maybe he can make the guy at the second level miss, but get the front line guys. So those those are all the things that just landed in the Giants meeting room. But your biggest, the two biggest concerns right now, and they they obviously go hand in hand, is now the Giants offensive line will have to deal with all comers, right? And secondly, what reputation, whether you like Daniel Jones or not um, prior to this game, the one thing that he will have to do is prove that he can make good decisions under extreme duress because the book now is hey get pressure on them and not like all quarterbacks yeah no none of them like pressure none of them like pressure but there comes a time where in in games 
when things ain't going well, well, you got to stand in there, make a big decision, a good decision. It may mean it may mean making a big play and taking a big hit at the same time, but you got to be willing to have that level of toughness um, when the opportunity presents itself. Now, um, in defense so- of him, Carl, his toughness has never been questioned, right? Correct. Now it it got tested quite a bit the other night. It's not a it's not a physical toughness in this this situation. It's a mental toughness. And Daniel Jones got hit with two by four two plays in a row, and they left him in the game, which is another thing that we should probably touch on a little bit. But I mean, he was getting mollywopped. He was getting back up. That's that part of it. I never questioned about his physical toughness. But the mental endurance under duress is where um, it shows up. And teams will start to look at that. And Yeah, like he missed the throw to Hyatt, you know, because the pressure had gotten to him such that he thought there was pressure when there really wasn't. Yeah, that's the and internal threw it behind clock. him. Yeah. And you've got you to be calm in the storm, you know. And this was probably as bad as he's seen. Uh, you should probably have a conversation with Eli Manning because Eli Manning said some games like this. Uh, and how do you steady yourself to make the big play when it's there? Or do you just now start to focus on all the pieces falling around you? And the unfortunate part about it for Daniel Jones is it didn't come from one area. And I don't I don't understand. Uh, I get it, but I don't. Everybody, you know, the default, bad player on this offensive line in the in in the, the minds of fans is Evan Neal. All I were all I was reading about is Evan Neal this, Evan Neal this. That entire offensive line played like shit. It was just not Evan Neal. They were they were picking sides. They picked the left side one time, picked the right side, they go up the middle. So I mean if you I mean maybe you guys are right. You saw Evan Neal play bad. You might want to look and see who else played bad because they all played bad. You're right. I mean, even even Andrew Thomas didn't play great either. Got the field goal blocked. You got the field goal blocked. Um, So, yeah, this, again, they're playing the Dallas Cowboys. So you can say, yeah, well, Dallas showed us that we're not quite at the level we should be. And Dallas is showing the world that, hey, it ain't over for us. So they had something to prove to. But because of the way you played offensively, you just send an invitation to the rest of the league, the rest of the schedule. And you you might as well get ready because they're coming. They're going to send the kitchen sink at you. And if you block it up, you're going to shut some people down. Um, But if you don't, just – prepare to struggle and just, you know, have to battle it out every week. Well, here's another, here's another area of concern. Carl, excuse me. Um, The other area of concern is you're going to have to prove you got to block it, right? Because they're going to come at you constantly. You know what else they're going to keep coming at? Your special teams. Yeah. Because this has been, a problem here now, like over the last year with some special teams mistakes. And we saw it during training camp and preseason special teams. And they saw something on film 
with the way they lined up to block that field goal. And they got pressure on the missed field goal by Gano. I almost yeah. I almost think that, you know, in quarterback terms, I think Gano is has been I think Gano was so unsure of his his protection. Sure. That I think the one he missed, he rushed it. Like, you know, when you swing too fast that's and golf a, and you smother hook possibility. It. That's a good point. Um, and, you know, getting blocked off the wing in today's NFL, it's, it, should just, it shouldn't happen. It's the easiest thing to block um, because you got the longest, meaning physically longest individuals at the tackle or at the end and on the wing. Didn't you play it's, wing? I played it. For, I couldn't get off it. I played it for 12 years. Um, and you normally graduate off of special teams, but they keep you on the wing. Myself and Howard Cross, we we were the wings. And it was because you got these long arms and it's a step down and a ricochet out. And you got two guys and they're not allowed to pull you either. So that's the thing. So if you got these long guys in there, there's no way this should continuously be a threat. It's a technique. It's a fundamental. I don't know how um, Coach T-Mac is teaching it, but he's going to have to alter it because it's becoming something that shows up on everyone's scouting report. So what 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 is it you did again? Explain for the audience exactly what you mean by the the, the simple procedure that you used. Well, it's, 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 a, it's a jab down and a ricochet out. And if you got a long wingspan, which that's why they got those big guys out there, um, you should be able to do that. And because the rules don't allow, like if I'm the wing guy and the guy I'm I'm on the wing of, they can't pull him down to create space. It's illegal. So you're basically, they try to charge the gap. You just put basically jabbing the guy inside to his next guy and ricocheting out, making that that end guy run the hump and he won't be able to get a short line to the kick. But again, I don't know how um, coach T-Mac is teaching it. And I don't even know if that's a fundamental that they teach with the giants. But when you have this big of a problem and it's been ongoing, it's time to change your thinking on it. Not necessarily the personnel, but change your thinking on how you're, you're, you're teaching that and blocking that. The other thing, Carl, I mean, you're 100% right. Dak Prescott, the Cowboys didn't need Dak Prescott to have a Dak Prescott-like game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you get a block field goal return for a touchdown. You drive down there, you get three, you're up 9 nothing. you'd miss the extra point, and then you get ball pops up in the air. It's returned for a touchdown by Bland. So now it's 16 nothing. They don't turn the football over. But it is a little bit of a it's a little alarming with the Cowboys having their starting left guard out that the really the Giants did not manufacture much pressure at all against Dallas in this game. You know, no. on those couple of fourth down pass plays. Yeah, they, they just well, number one, they didn't do enough on first and second down to get themselves in a favorable down and distance situation. They just managed the game, the Cowboys did. But yeah, I mean, that's the other thing, too. Um the Giants will have to generate some pass rush. Like they gave up a few big runs. It wasn't alarming. 
Uh, Pollard, you know, whatever his numbers were, he, he just didn't. It didn't look like he gouged the defense. No, and and some of their numbers came when it was thirty-three to nothing. Yeah, yeah, but the the, the thing is. I would advise this group to say less for the rest of the year because right now nobody, and I'm not even talking about your fan base, but nobody's going to take your word for it. You know, you can, you can project, we're going to be better. Show, show everybody you're going to be better because nobody's taking your word for it. Everybody. And, and, you know, after a loss, there's always overreaction after a blowout loss, it's the world's coming to an end. So it's no sense in trying to make anybody feel better, just play better, and everybody will feel better. Um, I think they're a better football team. Uh, and I said this in the summertime, from a personnel standpoint, they're better. Will that show up in the, the box scores? It didn't. It didn't even look like they were a better football team <laughs> no. uh, on, on Sunday night. But I do know they are. And the only thing they they should be doing now is just you just got to go and prove it. Say less because nobody's going to take you at your word. Um, and just, you know, again, if I'm in that locker room, it's, you know, we're going to we're going to believe in each other. We're going to fight and just know that you're going to have to take somebody's best punch. And it's going to be from some from some bums because they don't think you're that good. So they're going to. They're going to come out swinging at you, and you're going to have to punch them in the face back. You know, the last touchdown of the game, which uh, which one, and I'm not, I'm not singling this individual out, but I'm singling the mentality, right? Dallas, Dallas scored, and a wide receiver at the end of the game blocked Aziz Ojolari. Can't not happen. You got to be, you got to be so pissed. That a wide receiver is even attempting, but yeah, y'all kicking our ass. But this this ain't happening right here, bro. I'm about to break your neck. You know, I'm about I'm about to just send you into the into the nickel seat. You're not coming in here to block me. That's what they gotta have. And you know, yeah, I think just, it was Gallup that blocked him. Yeah, I mean, Gallup will be out for the next game. Y'all blowing me out, but I'm not gonna be the one you're gonna. You, they're sending you in here to block me. No, <laughs> that would be the mentality. That uh, and that's the mentality they're going to have to adopt to. That's just simple as that. And this wasn't um, a knock per se on Aziz Ojolari because if it was Thibodeau, I'd say the same thing. It's like you got to be mad as hell. Like you got to play mad, even though you're getting your ass beat. You got to show up on tape that the next team, if you want to send your wide receiver in here to crack box me, I'm gonna hurt him. And y'all gonna have to find another receiver or find another play to run at the end of the game or in the middle of the game. So that is how they have to be because they're gonna try to. Teams are gonna want to punk them, right? They're not gonna fear you, so you're gonna have to earn your respect. The good news is you can go through the rest of the season proving that it's not like you have a series of game, a block of games where everybody's done this to you. It's one game. It was bad. Don't make it a trend. Don't make it a trend. Don't make it a trend. Um, But defensively, your two rookies got called for penalties. I'm okay. Um, I thought they did okay. 
Deontay Banks got called for a penalty because he jammed the guy too hard. He jammed him past the five yards. He wouldn't let him off the line of scrimmage. Um, the pass interference on Hawkins, he was in good position. He didn't look like he panicked, but he got called for it. So he that's what it is. But you live with that. Um, but you don't live with the big play off the bunch formation. The guy's running into each other. Right. It was uh I don't know if it was a Dorian Penn. Dory Jackson got picked off by like his own DBs guy. and receivers. Yeah. Um, and they I know they practice how to unsort that type of thing, but that's the one big play that Dallas had. Um and again, they didn't have to go into their bag because they were ahead and it was a blowout. And you know, they just had a couple big plays that you probably could recover from. Um, had you had any semblance of an offense. So, folks, it was bad. Um, can't sugarcoat it. Uh, nobody's going to take your word for it if you're talking, Giants. And I think, you know, Saquon said it best. Let's just, nobody's feeling bad for you. Don't have a pity party. Come and go to work. And, you know, people have bad days. And move on. Simple as that. All right. Well, I I think we've covered it. I think we've covered it all here at this point. <clears throat> um, do you think they should have taken Jones out sooner? I do. Yeah. So do I. I. Do. Um, and I get coaching, and you know, football is football. But when you can't protect him, and you just paid him a lot of money, um, get him out. I mean, it was forty zip, and guy jumps off sides. Molly Watson, very next play, does the same thing again. That's that's a disservice to your franchise quarterback. So one more thing to cover here before we go. Um, because the Giants play the Jets this year. Mm-hmm. The Giants home game. So this this is actually has an impact on the Giants schedule. Can you believe what happened to Aaron Rodgers? Four snaps into his Jets career. I mean, it's I've so, seen so unfortunate, man. I have seen, like, we all know about the Jets and having not been to or won a Super Bowl since Super Bowl three. We know about the 12 years without making the playoffs. We know the, we know the whole history of it, right? Mm-hmm. They've had some teams that have been good. Some of those teams in the 80s were good. You had the 98 team with Parcells that was leading at the half in Denver in the AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. Then Vinny blows out his Achilles on a handoff the, to start the next season in day one. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the Rex teams that went to back-to-back AFC championship games. So it's not like they've been, you know, completely awful over the last 30 years. But I, I can't believe this. I kind of, you know. He- yeah, it's so unfortunate. And here's the thing, though. Um, and, you know, the young man who said that they could be as good as the the 85 Bears, um, they might have to be. Um, well, they were last night Raiders. because, and, because yeah, they won. That, if that happens, Bob, they'll still have a lot of success. The Jets, if this defense continues to do um, what they did last night, they're going to win some games because if <laughs> He forced Josh Allen into four turnovers himself. And it's because, you know why? And 
And okay, okay, so folks, we we focused on the Giants' offensive line, right? Uh-huh. Um, Buffalo had hell on their hands, and by the way, the Jets had hell on their hands too. Um, there was when Aaron Rodgers was in there, two of the four plays he was running under for pressure. Life. Yeah. Can you give me? And this is uh, this is not a knock if you're any of your Jets fans. It's not a knock on your personnel more any more than it's on the Jets or on Buffalo. But can you give me one series of downs where Zach Wilson wasn't on the run every freaking pass play? I mean, it seemed like he was scrambling for his life as well. So, yeah, everybody's offensive line's got to be better. A lot of them got to be better on the plays that they need to make. Some need to be better across the board. But, folks, I mean, you're mad at your guys. Zach Wilson was running for his life, and they were pounding the crap out of Josh. So, yeah, this this offensive line thing is a problem for everybody. And you just want guys that can sustain you enough to get you enough plays to either keep you in the game or to win a game. But it's, you know, just defense, hats off to your brothers because y'all balled your asses off. And, you know, when the air left the stadium, that jet defense picked them up and they just went on and found a way. You know, all three phases, offense, defense, special teams. Well, special teams won the game for them. Defense set the table. So, um, and they had, you know, guys that played above the numbers too when they had a chance to make a play. So, yeah, I mean that's that's nothing wrong with us saying that here. It's credit where it's due. When we look around the NFL, and this is a team that you know um, losing Aaron Rodgers, man, it was he's a different type of dude in terms of talent, and to lose that and to be able, and I mean everything pointed to this game, everything, and I'm sure, and I got text messages as soon as he went out. It was like, oh, this is such a jet thing. Such a jet thing to happen. They build this thing up and all it all falls apart. But, you know, good for them. Yeah, I mean, just from a personal standpoint, I've gotten to know him over the years from the American Century Celebrity Golf thing in Tahoe. And, you know, I like him a lot. I had a nice chat with him uh, before the Giants-Jets game on the field. It was just him and I. And I haven't seen him in a while because I don't work that golf tournament. And he came right up to me and, you know, gave me a handshake and a big hug, you know, and he, just as a fan of the sport, forget about whether he's with the Jets or what, whatever. I mean, is he going to play again? Like, you know, coming back from it's whatever. Him. I know, but it's it's at that age, it ain't easy to come back from, right? Well, yeah. I mean, well, he's in great physical shape. He's never been um, a guy that looked extremely out of shape. He doesn't carry a lot of weight. Um, but it's just, it's up to him. I mean, he'll put the work in um, if he wants to come back. And maybe he just says, look, you know, he was partially retired before he decided he wanted to be all in with the Jets. So, right. you know, I'm sure those things are going through his head right now and you'll see what happens. But, you know, he's out for the year. So he'll have that time to think about it and to figure out his rehab. But the beautiful part about these Achilles deals, they're so... People coming back from them things, you know, a year later, it used to be 
you know, it's going to take you a year and a half, two years just before you can really do the things that you used to do. They they rehab them and put them back on the field the next year and they're moving around like nothing. So there's a different techniques, I guess, and different rehab uh, since I did mine and Lawrence Taylor was walking around in a cowboy boot after he did his. Yeah, it's a little different, little different advancement. But you know, when, I was talking, when did you do yours? I, I the year I retired, I, I didn't even play. Oh. I was playing racquetball with a teammate in New Orleans, and um, I tore it. But uh, there was some medical intelligence gleaned from when Lawrence Taylor wore cowboy boots when he tore his Achilles. It actually helped him heal better. He didn't know it either. He just wanted to wear his boots, <laughs> and in uh, the uh, the doctors wanted, you know, because they want, I think they wanted to try to keep the foot a certain way. But yeah. now I think they might elevate it a little more. I was talking to Ronnie Barnes. He said, yeah, they, they learned a little something from that. So maybe some of those techniques are in place little, now. Too. Little do we know, Lawrence Taylor was a medical innovator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he tore his in 92, yep. came back and played one more season, uh, and then hung it up in 93. All right, uh, we'll do a preview later in the week. Yep. Uh, as we like to end it. Tell, tell a friend. friend to tell a friend that the party invitations have been sent out and the Giants are entertaining. <laughs> Their offensive line it better be pretty stout moving forward because there are going to be a lot of people trying to make names for themselves against your, your personnel. All right. For Carl Banks, I'm Bob Papa. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Believe in Giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.